0: praise God how's everybody doing this morning? man you guys are on it today on it y'all we have been in the middle of a series and this week has just been so uh, I want to say different for me um, and I just you, you see the, the this phrase follow peace I just could not get it out of my heart and I you know as I was praying, I was like, you know what, I've been loving the series that we're in and we're going to keep doing it, but I want to be obedient. How many of you know it's important to hear the Lord and do what he says? I'm telling you, our church is built on the idea of hearing the voice of God and not just hearing it, but doing it. How many of you know there's a lot of people that hear it, but don't do it? Right, And the important thing in our lives is that we are not only hearing it, but we're doing it. Did you bring your Bibles to church this morning, whether you have it on digital or paper? Come on, somebody. Hey, I do encourage you, take notes this morning. How many of you know it it only takes a little bit of paper to start a fire? Do you believe that? Come on, somebody. Right, And here's the reality. I say this all the time, but I want to highlight it again. When when you're taking notes in church, it's not about writing down everything that the pastor says or whoever's up there talking says. It's about, man, if the Lord stirs something in your heart, write that down so you don't forget it. Because how many times have we been in church and the Lord is moving and doing something incredible? And then we go, Man, that was so good. And they're like, Well, what, what happened? And you're like, Jesus? Okay. Got- I think, I think they talked about Jesus. I encourage you, take notes, because I'm telling you, as I was praying, I really felt like the Lord stirred this concept in me, and and I really think it's going to be good. We're going to start, I have two scriptures here that we're going to start, Philippians 4 and 6. I'm reading out of the New Living Translation, if if you care. Uh, We're going to start in verse 6. It says, don't worry. Everybody say, don't worry. Okay, that was really bad. Everybody say, Don't worry. There we go. That was better. Don't worry about what? Anything. Anything. So if you're not worrying about anything, what are you worrying about? Nothing. Nothing. Somebody say nada, right? You're not worrying about anything. Instead, right, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about what? Everything. This is so good. It's going to get real good. Are you all ready? Okay. Tell God what you need. Tell God what you need. And then thank him for all he has done. Verse 7. Then you will experience God's what? Come on, say it. God's what? God's peace. That was like three people. God's what? There we go. Come on. God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. Watch this. His peace, this is so big, will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ. Jesus. I love the way the the New King James translation says it. I'm going to read it again. It says this. And the peace of God which surpasses all understanding. Wow. And the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. Isn't that good? Here's the thing. Surpasses all understanding. Look at me it doesn't even have to make sense some of us have been through some absolutely horrific some of y'all septic tanks are blowing up and you're having to you're losing your minds and i'm telling you the peace there's somebody in this room that's for somebody i'm just sabrina you know i love you listen your life could be falling apart and it doesn't even make sense it surpasses all understanding and the peace of god will protect your heart and your mind It's so big. I'm praying that some of us would get this this morning. This is the key scripture for this message this morning. Mark 4 and 35, it says this. As evening came, Jesus said to his disciples, let's cross To the other side of the lake. Verse 36, so they took Jesus in the boat and started out leaving the crowds behind. This is important. It says, although other boats followed. So not just Jesus' boat, but other boats were with him. Other people were involved in what's about to happen. Verse 37, soon a what? Fierce storm. Soon a fierce storm came up. High waves were breaking into the boat and began to fill it with water. Verse 38, Je- I don't know if you've ever been in a boat and felt like you were going to drown. It's not fun, okay? It's super, super not fun. It's, it's almost hopeless is how it feels, right? So, so water is crashing over into the boat. It's beginning to fill up with water. Verse 38, Jesus was what? Sleeping. This is so big. At the back of the boat with his head on a cushion. That cushion must have been comfortable. Come on, somebody. I need one of those pillows. Do you believe that? Sometimes I have a hard time sleeping in my temperpedic mattress, let alone in a boat in the middle of a storm. I need that pillow, right? Jesus, or it says this, verse 38. Jesus was sleeping in the back of the boat with his head on a cushion. The disciples woke him up shouting, teacher, don't you care? That we're going to drown. Verse 39, Jesus woke up. See, Tiffany and I talked about this last night. And I was sitting here going, you know, in my mind, I read it like this. Jesus wakes up like, dude, come! what are y'all doing? I'm asleep, y'all. Like, come on. Like, I, life's crazy. I'm trying to get some sleep here. Jesus woke up. But Jesus is like, no, he probably woke up and was super nice. And I'm like, no, dude. Jesus was annoyed. He was annoyed at the disciples. He said, when Jesus woke up, he rebuked the wind and said to the waves, silence, be still. Suddenly the wind, what, stopped, and there was a great calm. Verse 40. Then he asked them, why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? And then this is so big. Verse 41, the disciples were absolutely terrified. Who is this man? They asked each other. Even the wind and the waves obey him. Come on, do you know we serve a God who can literally speak to the wind? He can speak to the waves, and the waves will cease, and the wind will cease. Can I just be transparent with you? I'm not saying this topic is easy. I'm not saying that it's easy, but what I am telling you is this that peace in Christ is obtainable. It is obtainable. I was writing this message. I remember writing this message and just feeling inside of me like, wow, I'm reading this verse and I feel like there is a storm going on within me. And what I was proud of myself, no big deal. <laughs> Is I didn't go, Jesus, where are you? I just stopped and I said, Lord, there is a storm going on within me and I need you. And I'm telling you, the peace of God came over me and I felt like that, that anxiety left. It left and it is so big. Listen to me. When I was praying for our church, when I was praying for this subject, I felt like the Lord said this to me. Peace is so important in the life of a believer. Let me say that again because I want you to hear me. Peace is so important in the life of a believer. Why? A lack of peace can cause us to make decisions in our own strength. A lack of peace can cause us to make decisions in our own strength. And this is something the Lord said to me and somebody in this room needs to hear it. Listen, don't make permanent decisions in temporary situations. Don't make permanent permanent decisions in temporary situations. What that means is this. Let me say it like this. When we don't have peace, every decision happening in our lives is filtered through that lack of peace. And you know it's true. Think about all the decisions that we've made in our lives when we did not have peace. Should I buy this house? Should I I take this job? I don't know. I don't have peace. Wait. Wait. Watch, I'm going to tell you, this is going to be really good. Jonas, the other day, my my youngest son, he is just so full of energy all the time. (laughs) I say that in the nicest way possible, okay? So my son, I am downstairs working on this message, and I hear Jonas like screaming at the top of his lungs. He is just freaking out about something. I have no clue. And then I hear Tiffany match his aggression, just like I don't even know what you said, but all I remember going is, what is happening? Like, what is happening right now, you know? And I walk upstairs, and my son is having a meltdown, and I'm like, what is going on? Tiffany is, like, about to kill him, okay? Like, legit, and I'm like, everybody, peace, okay? I'm trying to write a message on peace, and it is chaos right now. And I walk over to Jonas, and I go, Jonas, what is wrong with you? What is happening to you right now? And he goes, I can't find my cable to my remote control, to my video games, and it's dying, and all my friends are. Back. And he's just like, Aah! and I'm like, son, I said, have you asked your father where the cable is? And he's like, well, no. And I'm like, son, Ask your father where the cable is. And I walked downstairs. I knew exactly what cable he was looking for. I grabbed the cable. I brought it up to him. I plugged it into his stupid console, plugged it into his controller, and I said, was that so hard? And he's like, well, no. And I'm like, son, you made a decision without talking to your father first. Come on. How many of us in this room freak out, we lose our minds, and we don't ever talk to the father? And I'm telling you, listen to me, listen to me, listen to me. When we live our lives just freaking out, we live our lives in anxiety. When we live in our lives in anxiety, we wind up making decisions that are harmful for us. How many of us have made decisions in anxiety and it has just wrecked everything? Come on, JT's like me. I know I have, right? Right? I've made decisions when I didn't feel peace. And listen, we're going to get into this, and it's going to be really good. But all I told Jonas is, listen, stop freaking out and talk to your father. Because how many of you know we have a father that is in heaven that cares even for the little birds. He cares even for the animals. He cares for the flowers and the lilies. How much more does he care for us? Do you believe that? How much more does he care for us when we make decisions? So I'm going to read that again. When we don't have peace, every decision happening in our lives is filtered through that lack of peace. Stop and get into his presence. These are are some of the phrases I felt like the Lord said, and then I'm going to actually get into the message, okay? But listen to me. Stop and get into his presence. If you can't stop, some of us are at work and we're freaking out and you can't stop. I get it, okay? Can't stop. Listen to me. Don't make permanent decisions in momentary situations. Stop, wait, push through, get to a place where you can get into his presence and find that peace. Do you believe that? And I believe he can give it to you on your work site. You could be spazzing out on your work site and you just take a moment and even in your own mind, Lord, just give me peace and he will give it to you. I'm going to read this. How many of you know hashtag for somebody, hashtag for me? That's a fact. Philippians 4, 6. I'm going to read this again. Don't worry about what? Come on, don't worry about what? Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he's done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and your minds. As you live, as you live in Christ Jesus. I have a few points here. One is this. There is peace to be found. Listen to me. There is peace to be found. Some of you need to turn to your neighbor and go, neighbor, come on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there we go. Neighbor, there is peace to be found. Some of you need to look at yourself and go, self, there is peace to be found. Found. Listen to me. Where you find your peace will determine how peaceful your life actually is. Did you hear me? I'm going to say that again because some of you are like, wait, what? Where you find your peace will determine how peaceful your life actually is. Why? Because one, the there is peace that the world offers. And then there is peace that the Lord offers. Where you're finding your peace will determine. John 14 27. I am leaving you with a gift. Watch this. Peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. Don't raise your hand. But how many of us in this room right now are troubled and afraid? Come on. I mean, for real. For real. I think all of us have moments, right? Why is this so important? Listen to me. The world cannot give you peace that will last. But can I tell you something? It's going to try. It's going to try and put something in your life that is just going to mess you up. How many of you watch The Office? How many of you are watching The Office currently? Okay, come on. Back there, you're like, oh, yeah. Okay, listen to me. The Office is one of the best Absolute best shows ever. I'm not even trying to plug The Office, but we watch it on Peacock, and because we don't have a subscription, we have, oh, we do. Well, we have to watch commercials, and that's boring, right? <laughs> Sitting there going, oh, my gosh, commercials. My, my kids are like, what is this? Why are we watching? It's like, it's, not, it's like an ad, but okay, never mind, okay. I want to show you this commercial because this, when I watch this commercial, go ahead, if you can, can you go ahead and play it for me? Don't even turn off the lights. Just go ahead and play it. your dishwasher. Look how dirty that is. Lies. <laughs> Scrape, load, done. Lies, all of it. Okay? I'm telling you I am telling you, Tiffany and I are sitting there watching The Office, and this commercial comes on, and I'm like, see, we're doing it wrong. Something's wrong with us. Like, my wife makes me wash the dishes to put the dishes into the dishwasher. Like, for real, y'all, with soap and everything. And I'm like, why am I washing this twice? I don't understand. We're doing it wrong. It's, our, it's, it's not the dishwasher. It's the detergent. Lies, okay? Not true. Not true, okay? And I'm telling you, listen, the world will offer you a peace that feels like it's actually peace. And I'm telling you, listen to me, if the world is offering you anything, it is not going to last. Do you believe that? Come on, somebody. Do you believe that? If the world is offering you something, you can look at it like that commercial and go, listen, we're not broken. That commercial is, that's a lie. It's a lie, okay? It is a straight-up lie. Okay, so the peace that the world offers, watch this, Romans 12, 2, it says this, Don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person. By what? Changing the way you think. By changing the way you think, then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and what? Pleasing and what? Perfect. Perfect. So how does the world offer peace? One thing I wrote down was self-medication. Self-medication. And for some of us in this room, I've talked to you. I know your story, so you understand. This was me. This was me years ago. I used to, I used to be an alcoholic. I used to be a drug addict. And I was self-medicating. Listen to me. We don't need to self-medicate when we have the ultimate physician. Do you hear me? We don't need to self-medicate when we have the ultimate physician physician and this is not an anti-alcohol message listen we teach moderation here so i'm not i'm not up here i'm not up here throwing stones at anybody okay but listen to me what i'm saying is this you don't need to self-medicate when you have the ultimate physician in your life do you understand me so self-medication right relationships. This is another thing that the Lord showed me, relationships. And and for, for some of us, we know exactly what I'm talking about, but I'm telling you, before I met my wife, I had a string of just ridiculous relationships. I mean that. And I'm like, thank you, Jesus, that you brought me an incredible God-fearing woman who is amazing. Can we just honor her real fast? Because I mean, I'm telling you, So incredible. But I had a string of of relationships. Why? Because I was trying to find my peace. I was trying to find my security in another broken person. Listen to me. If a person, you know, that whole like my other half, that's not true, okay? It's not true, right? I understand what they're saying. But what I'm saying is if you have one broken person and they come together with another broken person, all you have is two very broken people. You understand me? Trying to live a messed up life. The reality is, is this. If you're not whole before you find him, you're going to get messed up. You need to find him before you look for him. Do you hear me? You need to find him before you find her, gentlemen. I'm telling you, the reality is is we try to find peace in other things. So some of the peace that the world offers is not so destructive, right? Right? Um, I was thinking about it when I was thinking about, man, if I'm trying to find peace in the world, what am I going to look for? And I want to throw up that. Oh, come on, right? Come on, guys. Look at that Florida beach sand, right? Y'all, anybody ever been to California? It does not look like that. It's terrible, right? Like oil all over the sand, Florida beach. Okay, so for some of us Tennessee people, maybe maybe that, would that be peaceful? Look at that. He's like, I know that cabin, right? I'm pretty sure that's in Pigeon Forge somewhere, okay? Right? But so peaceful. Look at the fire. Maybe throw up that next one. Oh, how awesome. I could just have my God time right there. My coffee right there. There's not another chair. Notice it's all by myself. No kids on me. Just, ah, Right? It's not all bad, right? It's not all bad. Or maybe for you, it's not about a vacation. Maybe for you, you are like an extreme introvert, and you find peace doing this. Yeah. You're like, everybody get away from me. Notice it's like just him right there, like no one there. He's like, my kids are in bed. I have chloroformed them. <laughs> Jason Howell, don't don't let your kids around Jason Howell, okay? I'm just messing. I'm just messing, guys. I'm messing. We're playing X, I just want to, just for clarify. we're playing Fortnite last night. And he goes, well, you know, chloroform wouldn't be something you'd want to do every night to your kid. And I'm like, or ever, bro. Like ever. Oh my God. I'm like, give him some melatonin gummies. Good night. Okay. Right. He's binge watching, right? This is Tiffany all day, all day yesterday. Just like, I'm like, I walked up and I was like, babe, what's going on? (laughs) Babe, what are you doing right now? Babe, what are you doing right now? And I'm like, snap out of it, lady. Bring my wife back. Okay. Like just zoned in, right? Just totally zoned in. And is that wrong? No. Is vacation wrong? Absolutely not. But listen to me, listen to me, listen to me. The world offers peace in a structured environment where you have to have this in order to have peace. And it does feel good. Being on the beach feels fantastic snorkeling, I mean, when you're drinking salt water, not so much fun, right? But, but just chilling on the beach, you know, the sand is on your feet only, not in your pants or in your, I hate sand, okay? I would, I'm going to do the Tennessee thing. I'm going to do the, <laughs> the mountains thing, right? But it's not wrong, right? It's not wrong at all. I'm not against it. I'm not against binge watching, but I'm going to tell you something. Binge watching will not bring you peace like the Lord will bring you peace. On the best Malibu or whatever beach you can find, I don't care where it is, tropical scenery, listen to me, it's not going to bring you peace like the Lord will bring you peace. There's not a relationship in the world that will bring you peace like the Lord will bring you peace. Do you believe that this morning? And some of us, some of y'all are like me where you've just been looking and looking and looking and I'm telling you, peace comes from Jesus, not from a person. So you have the peace that the kingdom brings, right? So the peace that the world brings, the peace that the Lord brings, peace of the kingdom. Matthew 5, 9 says this, God blesses those who work for peace. Do you hear that? God blesses those who work for peace, for they will be called the children of God. Listen, we have to work for peace. We have to pursue peace. I want to read this real quick. Galatians Galatians 5, 19 says this. It says, when you follow your desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. Very clear. Watch this. Sexual immorality, impurity, lust. Verse 20, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling. Some of you are like, dang, I'm talking to, talking about the person next to me. Jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissension division, envy, drunkenness, and wild parties. I love that they left wild parties at the end. It's like, party, okay, wild parties, and other sins like these. Let me tell you again, as I have before, that anyone living this sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. We're getting to the good stuff. Get ready, here we go. Verse 22, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of what? Fruit. The Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives, love, joy, what? Come on, say it. What? Patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. This is so good. I want you to hear this. Those who belong to Christ Jesus. Does anybody in this room belong to Christ Jesus? Come on. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to the cross and crucified them there. This is so big. Verse 25. Since we are living, somebody say living, by the Spirit, let us follow, let us work at it, let us pursue it, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. Listen to me, if you're following the Spirit's leadings in every part of your life, you will produce the fruit of peace in your life. Do you believe that? You will produce the fruit of peace in your life. So what are some of the boundaries? What are, or what are some of the, the, the ways that we find peace in the kingdom of God? Finding peace within the boundaries of God's word. Listen to me. This is so big. And Tiffany said something like this a few weeks ago. But watch this. Study the why and then apply. Study the why and then apply. Everything in Scripture, every boundary that is in Scripture is written, it is put there so that you can live the best life possible. Do you hear me? It's there so that you can live the best life possible. Right? Why does the Bible say do not murder? This one's easy. Because murdering is not good. Okay? It's not good for you and it's not good for the person you murdered. Okay? It's not good. Right? Right? If you murder someone, you are producing a fruit that is not good in your life. Why does the Bible say don't gossip? Huh? Why does the Bible say don't gossip? Because gossip hurts you and it hurts the person you're gossiping about. And other people. Listen to me. Why does the Bible give us confines to stick within? Why? Because the Lord wants us to live a life that is full of peace and zero anxiety. And when we walk outside of those confines, you cannot expect to live in the peace of God. Does it produce the fruit of the spirit or does it produce the fruit of the flesh? Did you hear me? The decisions we're making, is it producing the fruit of the spirit or is it producing the fruit of the flesh? We already went through all of those, but listen to me. I just want to make this statement real quick, and I promise it's going to get lighter. I promise. Listen. Listen. You cannot live like hell and expect the peace from heaven to be in your life. Did you hear me? We cannot live like hell and expect peace from heaven. Heaven. So living within the confines of, of what the word of God says. And I'm, this is like, I feel like I could cut uh, uh, butter in the room right now. It's so heavy. And I listen to me. It's the truth, y'all. I could cut it with my finger. <laughs> it, it's the truth, y'all. If we live outside of the confines of peace, and we all do this. Y'all, we do this. I do this. We live outside of what the word of God tells us is okay for us. And then we scream at God, why? And can I tell you, listen, the great thing about the Lord is he's like, listen, you messed up. Come back. It's all good. And many of us, how many of us know that the Lord loves us and he cares for us? And even when we make horrible, dumb decisions, the Lord is still willing to take us back. Just look at the prodigal son. It's a beautiful story of a son that blew it big time. It's a beautiful story of a son that blew it big time. And even in the face of his older brother going, what? You're going to give him this and whatever? And the father says, just be quiet for a second. My son is home. When we live outside of the confines of the word, and I could literally break down so many things, but you know what I'm talking about. Listen, if the word says don't do it, it's because he wants you to live in peace. He doesn't want anxiety and and all this stuff going on in your life he wants you to live in peace. So we have, we have the confines of the word, right? The boundaries of the word. And then we have this finding peace within healthy community. And this is what I was talking about earlier. I was like, babe, don't preach my message before. Listen, how many of you know that there are people in this room that can help you carry the struggles of what's going on in your life? Do you believe that? There are people in this room that you're going through something, and I literally, I had a conversation with somebody uh, the other day, and they were basically like, "My my spouse doesn't want to do it with anybody. They wanna they want to do it all by themselves." And I'm telling you, you can't do it by yourself. Do you hear me? You can't do it by yourself. You need people in your life to help you. A few weeks ago, I came to church, and I'm not going to lie to you, I was struggling. You can ask my wife. She walked up to me, and she was like, you need to snap out of it. And I was like, I can't. I'm struggling so hard right now. And I just remember Tiffany came up to me and and Bob Leo came up to me and they just started praying for me. And within just a few moments, I felt relief in my life. Why? Because the community of people that you choose to surround yourself with will directly determine whether you are anxious, whether you have stuff going on in your life, or you have peace in your life. Do you believe that? If your friends are gossiping about their friends, they're gossiping about you too. Do you hear me? I'm telling you, who we surround ourselves with a lot of times will directly determine whether we have peace in our lives or not. Ecclesiastes 4.9 says this, two people are better than one, for they help each other succeed. If one person falls, then the other can reach out and help. But someone who falls alone is in real trouble, right? How many of us have been there? Verse 11, likewise, two people lying close together can keep each other warm. But how warm can only one be alone? A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. Three are even better, for a triple braided cord is not easily broken. I know for a fact that there are people in this room, I've heard your stories, and the Lord has used community to change your life. Even Tiffany was was saying something earlier. And, and if you want to jump up on the keys, you can. This is the final thing, right? Finding peace in Jesus. And this is so big, and I want you to hear me say this. Finding peace in Jesus. Look at me. Look at me. You're not going to find peace anywhere other than Jesus. Not peace that lasts. Not peace that isn't based on a situation that we have created. It's not peace within. You might be able to calm what's going on around you down, but you're not going to be able to stop the chaos within you outside of letting Jesus do it. I have told you this so that you will have peace in me. This is Jesus talking. Here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows. He's not even hiding it, it's going to happen. You are going to have many troubles and sorrows, many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome the world. Praise God. I'm going to read a few more scriptures and I'm going to tell you a story and then we're going to close. John 15:5 says this. Yes, I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit, fruit of the spirit is what? Peace. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit for apart from me you can do nothing. So good. When we were in Georgia we had to get our tag switched over. <laughs> Tiffany's like oh my god you're going to tell this story. We had to get our tags switched over. And in Georgia, they had a law. What was it? It was the the Valorium tax. Anybody ever heard of that? Don't move to Georgia. It's the worst place ever. Specifically Albany, Georgia. It is literally hell. Okay. Satan lives there. I've seen it. (laughs) But we were getting our tags switched over. And we got to the tag office. And first of all, the people there were just so happy. No, they weren't. It was the worst. They are the worst people. (laughs) Okay, They were not happy. They were just so upset. For real, I guess it's government workers like DMV too. This is why they're like sloths and they're all slow and they hate their lives. Okay. Well, we get there and I bring my my tag. I didn't even bring Tiffany's tag. I brought my tag and I had an old car. And when I gave them my tag, they were like, that's going to be like $400. And I was like, oh my gosh, 400 bucks. What? Like, I knew nothing about the Volorium tax. I didn't know anything. And I remember giving up, and I was like, ooh, yeah. I was like, I'm going to probably wait till Tiffany brings her tag, and we'll just do it all together so we're not going to do it separately. Well, I, we, this, is, this is like a Monday where we go on Tuesday, and we bring our both of our tags, and we're standing in this office, and we give them the tags, and the lady goes, that's going to be $1,900. I know, Jocelyn's back there going, what? I'm like, who has $1,900 just laying around? We just moved there. This lady was like, I know, there are people that like literally choose not to move here because of this stupid tax. I'm like, what? I'm like, I've already moved here. Like, it's already a thing. And so I'm like, okay, I don't have $1,900. We're going to, this was Tuesday. We're going to take a day, we're going to think about it figure out how we're going to get this money, and then we'll come back and we'll, we'll do it, right? We'll do it then. And so so we go and we think about it. Why well, I, I even called them back up and I was like, listen, there's got to be something y'all can do. There's got to be like a, a discount y'all can give, something like a pastor discount. Is there anything? like?" <laughs> and she's like, yeah, no, nothing. She's like, well, you can pay half now and pay half at the end of the year. I'm like, I don't have half of that, right? And so... We're like, okay, we'll just come back the next day. Well, what I didn't know and they didn't tell me is that the next day we were like fined like 1% of the overall thing because we, t- we didn't do it within a certain amount of months or something. And she didn't tell me that. So I go back to the tag office to pay for this. We're just going to put her on a credit card. I promise there's a point to this story. <laughs> put her on a credit card. And I get there and I give her the information and she pulls back and she goes, that's going to be $2,400. And I was like, like, I literally was waiting for Ashton Kutcher to come out. Like, you just got Punk, sucker! Like, for those of you that don't, okay, anyways, it's a show called Punk. Look it up, okay? I was waiting for her to be like, I'm joking. <laughs> it's so funny. No, she goes, oh, well, yeah, you waited too long, and now we find you X amount. I'm not gonna lie to you. Tiffany is now squalling in the middle of the tag office. She's crying because there's no way we didn't have the money to pay whatever we were had to pay before. We had no way of paying it, and. Yeah, I'm not going to lie to you. I almost got arrested that day, for real, okay? Because I'm sitting here going, the, the you know, the woman was just like, it's not my job to inform you on the loss. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, if it's not your job, then who's this? Like, I mean, I was just like, oh, my gosh. And then all of a sudden, I get a tap on my shoulder, and it is a police officer, no joke. Is there a problem here, sir? And I'm like, ah. Like I see it, news flashes, local youth pastor arrested in tag office because blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you know? And I'm not gonna lie to you. I was wrecked, you guys, because one, I was embarrassed. I mean, have you ever had a bad day? Come on, pastors have bad days, guys, okay? Some of y'all are like, I can't believe that you did that. But I remember getting into my car, I was just so upset. And the stupid thing is, is I had to preach that night And I can't even remember the subject, but all I'm saying is that the subject was like, dang, you don't even deserve to preach that. What's wrong with you? You're the worst. And I almost went there in my mind, but then I said, you know what? No, I'm not. And I put on on some worship music in my car driving back. And y'all listen to me. The presence of God flooded my car and the Holy Spirit began to speak to me. And he began to take that anxiety and that frustration and that fear that I was experiencing, even from that horrible, horrible experience, and began to give me peace. Listen, I don't know what it is that you're dealing with this morning. I don't know what situation it is that you're struggling with this morning, but my prayer for every single one of us is that we would leave this place choosing to walk in the peace that Christ gives, not the peace that a vacation gives. Not saying I'm against vacations. Come on, let's go on vacation. But we walk in the peace that Christ gives because, listen, when someone you love dearly passes away and your life is wrecked, And it doesn't even make sense. But you get on your face and you begin to worship the Lord. And his presence begins to fill you. And your heart is destroyed. Yet you have the peace of God that just fills you. Come on, how many of you have been there? And the peace of God just begins to stir inside of you. And what the world was trying to do and what the enemy was trying to destroy, Jesus says, not today. I'm going to cover this one. And I'm giving this one piece. Do me a favor, stand to your feet.